Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile and Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, and my IT friend. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, man. How are you? Well, I think that this Zoom meeting is going great, my friend. Yeah. It's just going phenomenal. For for those of you listening, you can obvious tell, obviously tell that there's a great difference uh, between the sound quality of, of my, you know, harmonic, perfect radio voice. And Alex sounds like he's on a tin can, you know, uh, across a string there. But uh, that's because Alex is uh, zooming in uh, to this event. He is not in the studio today because we have a COVID quarantine situation going on. And yeah, I'll, a little COVID scare with the Wiley. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not scared, but uh, you know, you are pussy. Um, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, we uh, it, like I'll give you a little background. In the past week, um, I have been exposed to COVID on apparently at least two occasions. Uh, the first was uh, one of the town halls that uh, I ironically was setting up hybrid meetings uh, for <laughs> for Zoom meetings for um, one of the uh, the uh, town hall employees uh, got uh, uh, got COVID tested positive. So they've shut that down and, you know, quarantining everyone. And of course, I was potentially exposed there. Uh, then this past Monday, uh, our plumber comes over, uh, you know, and uh, he's working on our house. And, uh, uh, you know, the next day he, uh, he was saying he wasn't feeling too great. Next day he calls us up and says, yeah, I tested positive for COVID. So <laughs> in the past week, I've been exposed to COVID on, on at least two occasions. Um, Dawn is getting a COVID test and seeing, you know, uh, she should have the results tomorrow. Me, I don't give a fuck. But uh, since Alex is a uh, compromised, uh, weak-ass pussy individual, uh, we decided that it would probably be better if he did not expose his uh, his legionnaire's ass to uh, to this potential uh, you know potentially deadly disease because we know how deadly this disease is and you know alex is terrified of of dying from this so you know we had this conversation so much bullshit it's not even funny look (laughs) because of where i work and because i work in in the warehouse and in the office and deal with a lot of different people I can't risk getting it because if I get that, we close everything down, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, and that's that's really the boat that everyone. This is much in. more of an economical reason and not a health and safety reason. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of in the same situation. You know, it's uh, uh my wife is uh kind of kind of going to be screwed uh, because she's already had to cancel appointments because until she gets her you know test back, she can't know for sure. Um, but. Uh, yeah, she's a hairdresser, so she probably won't be able to work. Me, I can work remotely pretty much anywhere, but. Uh, yeah, we, we we probably got the Rona, man. You know, how about Maybe. that? Yeah, for the I think this is probably. Well, how's your wife feel? No, oh, we feel fine. I mean, we've been coughing and sneezing, but we've been doing that for six weeks because our house is a construction site and there's literally like six inches of dust on everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of dust you know, on things. I have been uh, coughing and, and sneezing and sniffling and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, that's par for the course since the construction started. We're getting close to the end, though. Yeah, yeah you're getting closer. That room looks nice. Yeah, yeah, it's looking good, uh, but... Uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing is under normal circumstances, I mean, anytime I would get a cold or a flu, I would take off work when I was symptomatic because for the main reason that you can work through it most of the time, but you don't want to infect other people. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I feel now. I just don't want to infect other people, you know, because there might be someone out there that truly is compromised and this could be an issue for. Uh, but by the same token, now they've made such a, uh, you know, it, it, it's such a, like you said, it's an economic decision you have to make, you yeah. know, because if you get exposed to it, like my wife, for example, is probably going to, you know, lose two weeks of business because of it. You know, yeah. so and that's just the economic truth of it these days. Whereas if it were just a normal thing, uh, you know, when you were symptomatic, you would not, you know, be there. But when you felt better, you'd go straight back to work, you know, because you knew that, you know, by the time the symptoms subside, you probably can't pass it anymore. 
Yeah. yeah. No, we got look. We got people that we do cleanings for that called up this week. We had two of them that canceled because of they got because they got tested, and the test hasn't come back yet. So we don't even know. So they called up to cancel, and we got to We have to. We can't go out there for 14 days after a negative test. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, after a negative. 14 test. days after a negative test. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that's pretty extreme. You know, I I would that that seems way too extreme, honestly. I, I hear you. I yeah. don't like it either. I mean, because once you get negative tests, there's no detectable amount of virus in that person's system. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So I, I don't know why once you get a negative test, you can't go back to it. But, you know, it's 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 funny now that, uh, I you know, <coughs> see, Rona, uh, now that, uh, you know, we've been p- potentially exposed to it. Um, I'm still actually kind of wishing it was more deadly because not only do I potentially have um, COVID-19 right now. So does Rick Scott. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Rick right, Scott dude. tested positive. So that's kind of like a man. That's, that's such a coin toss is, do you wish it was more deadly? Do you wish it doesn't, you know, cause I feel like I could, I could out survive Rick Scott. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I think I'm way tougher than him. So, uh, you know, I think if, uh, if COVID was a little more deadly, I, I, I'd, I'd love to go, you know, kind of like a rematch, you know, winner take all. here's the thing about rick scott though i think that he probably feeds on the blood of infants and probably uses that in order to survive longer yeah so because of that i think that he definitely has a better like um you know immune system than you do right now because you're just not feeding on you know on the blood of infants Nah, no that's not true man I've, i've been eating dirt for six weeks man my immune system is primed yeah, but then again, I do not have like the uh, the any ends with John Podesta, so I don't have like the infant blood, you know, uh, like the yeah. Rockefellers get and the Soros's get, you know, that sort exactly. of thing. <laughs> you know, hey, let me ask you a question. When you heard that, did you want to try it? No, I did not want to try. To I suck. totally thought about it for like maybe five or six seconds, where I was just like, you know what, man? Yeah, you, you wanted to suck intravenous blood from infants. Sounds like. I wonder how it would work. You know what I mean? Like, how would it work? Well, you know, there, there's some truth to it because there's like, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, T cells and uh, stem cells and things like that. And a lot of them come from, uh, you know, embryo. Originally, they were embryonic. Now they just take your own stem cells and T cells. And, you know, so there is some truth to there. But I don't think uh, sucking the blood of infants is the way to actually go about it. You know what well, I'm saying? I no, I don't want to suck it. I want to put it in my veins, like intravenous. Okay, well, I, wanna... I, I think you're kind of a sick dude, man. You know, I, 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 I think I'm not you, lying. I think you've got some psychological problems here that you want to, you I, know, drain baby's blood. Well, I don't want to drain the baby's well, blood. Well, how are you going to put it in yours? Yeah, but I, I, I want somebody else to do that. It's like I don't want to kill a cow. <laughs> you just want a piece of meat. You so you just, saying? yeah, you just, you, you want to call John Podesta, right? Well, I mean, if he's going to sell it, I mean, you know. Yeah, I think he would. I'm, I'm sure, I, you know. I mean, if, if I can get a good price from him, I mean, if, you know, <laughs> unless I get a better price on Amazon, I mean, if Amazon's going to start selling you know, infant blood that I can start buying and, and entering intravenously at night while I'm laying in bed, you know, then that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you should, uh, you should seriously look into that. Call up Jeff Bezos. I'm sure he's got some laying around. Oh, I'm sure he's probably got, I think that Jeff Bezos doesn't like the matrix where he actually does have the baby directly right there because he doesn't want to deal with the supply chain issues either. Right. Right. Yeah. Why, 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 uh, why pay the middleman, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Dir- direct from the source. Like Trump said, Trump doesn't want to pay the middleman when it comes to the drug prices. So why should we want to pay the middleman when it comes to the baby blood price? So he's like hanging him in, on hooks like Tyson does with the chicken factories type of thing? Well, I don't think he gets good blood that way. I think what you have to do is that I think that what you have to do is actually you got to have like a makeshift, you know, baby bed that's swinging. You know, okay, dude, you so got to stop. stop, man. This is, this, I'm, like, even for me, this is too disturbing. I, I can't go there. <laughs> it's too much. Man. I'm talking about baby beds. Yeah, talking yeah, about baby beds. Yeah, you're talking about ways to slaughter you? babies and drain their blood, man. No, no, not slaughtering them. Look, you can't slaughter the baby. Okay. Because the baby's still going to produce blood. You have to take so much out to where the baby's oh, going to survive. Oh, so you just slowly kill it over time until it's no Kinda longer like useful. Ba- no, no, you don't kill it over time. But the baby will make more blood. Right. You just keep it in like a, a tube and, you know, just keep it alive at uh, lowest level like, of functionality. Yeah. Like the Matrix. Yeah. I that's... mean, they showed a movie about this. You're I mean... sick pop, dude. You're really <laughs> sick pop. <laughs> So uh, what's going on in the news, man? 
right, hold on. Before we do the news, I wanted to do something else, though. Before okay. we go into the news. So I think that I might have an addiction. Okay. And to something other than infant blood? To Well, I haven't had any infant blood yet, so I don't really have an addiction to that yet. I think you have to have it in order to have an addiction. I have a morbid curiosity when it comes to the baby's blood. I have an addiction when it comes to um, Uber Eats and, uh, and, and Postmates. Yeah, how is, how is that an addiction? That's just a job, dude. Well, it's not really a Here's the thing. I have a job now. So like I, don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to do this. But the other night, like, um, I think it might have been Wednesday. Because I, I, I got a new car. Well, I wouldn't call it a new car. I got a 2006 Hyundai Elantra that looks like it's been beat up. But the engine runs really good, and it's only got 100,000 miles on it. I bought it for like 1600 bucks, right? So I finally got a car that I can use. And what's the first thing I do when I get that car is I put on – I switch my, on my Uber Eats app and my, my Postmates app. I switch over and put that car on the Uber Eats app. Now, I got to work, normal work day. I work hard. You know what I mean? I, I get up at 6 in the morning. I go work at the – I work for the cleaning company all day. I don't clean houses. I just do all the office and the warehouse stuff. So I get done and I'm on my way home and I just turn it on. And I just, now it was Wednesday. So, and it was kind of dead. I haven't done it in like a month and a half or whatever. So it was kind of dead anyway, but I made like, you know, 25 bucks or something like that. Thursday, same thing happens. Turn it on again. Not really anything happened. Made about 20 bucks or whatever. Last night it's after five o'clock, you know, it was a long day. I had another long day. I turned it on last night. I made like 80 bucks and worked till about nine. Like I did it from like five o'clock until about nine o'clock. I made about 80 bucks, but I just couldn't just turn it off. Like, it like I ended up turning it off, but like, I just, I had a hard time turning it off. And I felt like whenever I left, I couldn't just go home and relax. Like I literally had to turn that on to go and drive a couple, like a couple food deliveries around and then go home. Like I didn't earn enough with the job that I had to go and do that too. Hmm. Hmm. So you think that's a uh, a um, psychological thing, or you think there, there could be a lot of factors there? I mean, maybe <clears throat> maybe you're just in hustling mode, and you're looking to make more bucks no any way you can. Um, or maybe uh, you just need uh, maybe it's a relaxation thing where just the driving around and doing the deliveries is relaxing to you. And I think you've said that before. You kind of just enjoy it you know, in general. And I can get that. I get that because driving around sometimes is just, you know, I do it all the time just to chill. Um, but the third thing is, are you avoiding something at home? You know, no, I don't think I am. I mean, you don't, I don't think, think so? I, say. Yeah, I don't I think so. But well, here's the thing. I do enjoy it, but I also think like it's so easy and like, you'll get like, you'll, you go and pick up food, you go drop it off and they give you 10 bucks. Like, yeah. You just like, you know, it just you know a little extra scratch for just doing whatever. And I, I, I don't know, man. I, I it just seems to me like I think you're you're you might be avoiding something at home. You might not be recognizing it, and I think it might have something to do with that uh, that uh, sex toy story you told me uh, before we went on air. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're avoiding. <laughs> you want to you want to talk about that a little bit? No, no, it, it, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a real story. Oh, it you say just, that now. You, you, you say that now. No, you, no. You, you, of course, you're going to say you were just making up the, the story of the, uh, what was it, the uh, the jackhammer rabbit or something? Uh, you know. Because I was making it up. And I, yeah, I, like, I, I I'm not sure that I you were. I don't know what you're talking about when you say <laughs> jackhammer rabbit, but obviously you do. Uh, well, yeah, it was it was the, uh, you, you said it was like a, a half horsepower uh, kickstart, uh, you know, uh, uh, phallic uh, shaped uh, type device. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like, now in reality, though, like, we're going to, we definitely use ones that are solar as well. Solar? As, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, that's, a, it, it, it's green sexergy then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's if good. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to do that. That's so. true. Yeah, you're, all your sex toys should be, uh, should be renewable energy powered. That's, uh, that's important, you know. That's, you know, you make that part of the Green New Deal, I'm signing on to it. <laughs> so so you're doing the uber eats thing again you haven't done that for a while i haven't done it for a while but i did it the other night and again i'm only doing it like for a couple hours just to you know like i actually want to do it almost like just 30 bucks and then just call it a day at that yeah yeah, yeah. and well what's it take you to make 30 bucks what's that how long does it usually take you to make 30 bucks an hour or two an hour or two at the yeah two hours at the most like less like like i said friday night i did from 
five o'clock and I ended at about oh, 10, dude. nine o'clock. Wow. And I made like 80 bucks. So you're driving around during like peak traffic time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but up here though, but it's 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 Pasco and and like in Pasco County, it's just not that busy. It's not busy like Pinellas busy. Yeah, I don't know. I've yeah. been on 19 at five o'clock in Pasco County, and it still sucks. It can be, but it all depends on where you're going. Though. Yeah, like it all depends on what. I'm doing a lot of you know east west driving, not north south driving. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's better. So, yeah. uh, so what else going on? What's going on in the world of news here? I, I really haven't. Uh, I, I spent so much time uh, setting up this technically. It's and I had to do a three computer rig because I couldn't get it to work anyway any other way so we i actually have three computers now just to get this functioning all right um, so the first thing i got to talk about we got to talk about is trump it, it really okay aren't so, we done with him didn't he lose yeah we did he did and i wish he would freaking admit it at this point like in all reality like all these like okay we are in unprecedented times and the reason i say that is is because we've never had a president that hasn't really like like um conceded like you know, conceded defeat or not conceded. What's the word that they use when you? Yeah, no, that's the right word. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So conceded. Yeah, not conceded. conceded. So We've Trump never had a, con a president this conceded that hasn't conceded. <laughs> Both know? things being true at the same time. Right. So we've never been in this situation where the other guy didn't admit that he lost. Right. So because of that, that actually. Look, and now I'm getting to understand these guys' point a little bit more. The people that are the, the Trump people are trying to understand their point a little bit more because the reason, like, the media can't call the election, that's true. And if Trump, Trump doesn't concede, then you have to wait for the process to finish itself out. And the process, process hasn't done that yet. Now it's getting ready to now. Right. Yeah. They're, what they're trying to do, and this is what they're trying to do, I think the Trump strategy is this. They're trying to get so many states to not certify so that both campaigns are below 270. And then because of that, what will happen via the Constitution, if this is what they would choose to do, is that the states would pick the electors to send to do that, and the states could send whoever they wanted to. And so this is how you would overcome yeah. you know, uh, the that's vote. Here's the thing, and, and theoretically that is possible, but there's no way in hell that's going to happen. I mean, no, the states, the states send the electors anyway. They're just they're going to send the same ones, though. You know what I'm saying? Not only, not only is there no way this is going to happen, that even if they tried to attempt to do it, you would have riots on your hands that make anything that we've seen so far look like a walk in the park with Richard Simmons holding hands with the Easter Bunny. <laughs> That's a great visual, by the way. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Think about yeah. how peaceful that is. That, and then think about that's, what That's we're very peaceful. At. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. Look, this guy lost. Let's just, again, whether you wanted him to lose or not is irrelevant to the fact that the majority of the people, and he lost by tight margins, don't get me wrong, but they picked someone else. The electors picked someone else, or the people in those states voted for Trump or voted for Biden over Trump. And the reason that they did is because Trump acted like a complete fucking asshole. That's what happened at the end of the day. And until you can admit that, then you're always going to have this stupid problem of, oh my God, you know, it's it was a rigged game. Yeah, it was a rigged game. I'm not going to lie. But he should have been able to overcome the rigged game, but he didn't because he's an asshole and because he campaigned like one. And I'm sick and tired of you guys not admitting that this guy was just acting. Again, he lost because of his own actions, not because of the vote. Like, and there's no, they're like, well, there's statistical anomalies now of, of that this was, you know, it's not possible for the numbers to go down this way. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Is that what we're doing right now? You, you can't admit that the guy fucking lost. Like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is pretty ridiculous at this point. But, uh, you know, the, the, really the question is now, once he accepts it, what's he going to do? You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I, yeah. I, I, already he's well look he's not really doing much of anything but there's a lot of talk out there about is he going to start a war with iran and throw that in biden's lap it doesn't look like it because he's still pulling out troops you know and we talked about that last week he, he thought we already pulled out troops but the uh his advisors were lying to him you know well now he's pulling troops out of afghanistan now so right. I mean, he's doing some stuff and he's firing people left and right like if you you know, the, the one guy that was in charge of security for the election said it was a very secure election. And so in response to that, Trump fired that guy. Like, like yeah, a that's fucking child, that, by that, the way. that was like, pretty pathetic. Yeah, it, it is. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, at least his instincts on foreign policy are still pretty good. You know, hopefully he doesn't do anything. I mean, there's always a potential. This guy, he's such a loose cannon that he could do something really disastrous just out of spite. He could pull the troops out of Afghanistan while bombing Iraq. Iran. Having lunch, or Iran, having, and Iraq too, having lunch with Kim Jong-un and um, Vladimir Putin while stabbing Macron in France. Yeah, yeah. Well, not in France. It it would have to be at uh, Mar-a-Lago on the golf course. That's true. (laughs) And also doing a couple lines with Maduro. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, that would all work. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of talk, especially among the 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 left wing media, that uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna start a war with Iran. And actually, Saudi's really pushing for some of this stuff at this point. So is I'm sure Israel, uh, because all of a sudden there's talk again about how they're uh, the, the Iranians are enriching uranium, and you know they're they're making weapon grade uranium, and we should hit the site and all that, and you know, and it's funny that now it, it, it's such a strange thing. Like for example. Um, the left-wing media is now talking about how pulling troops out of Afghanistan is going to be a disaster because the Taliban's oh, yeah. going to take over. Look, all this is the prelim for the neocons coming back into power because Biden is a neocon. But I find it it's funny really now that, that it, there was always a time when the left was opposed to the neo, neocon positions, but now it seems they share the neocon positions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I, I mean, a lot of neocons in the dims now. I'm listening to NPR talking talking about how bad it will be if Trump pulls the troops out of Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, that just makes no sense. You know, it's it's they're almost talking about, you know, let's let's increase the number of troops there. Yeah, you know, it just world doesn't make any sense anymore. Look, the anti-war left died the day Obama got into office and it's never been re- reborn. Like it didn't even it didn't get reborn when Trump was in office because Trump wasn't a neocon. Right. Well, it just like the uh, fiscal conservative right died the day Trump got into office. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know? no, no. Well, they died a little bit before that, but they they were definitely fine. fine. Well, no, 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 no. The, it, when Obama was in office, there was still a very powerful um, fiscal conservative wing of the Republican Party, and as soon as Trump took office, that was pretty much dead. Oh, that got killed, man. Yeah, I that mean, just killed like it ain't even funny, man. Yeah, but uh, you know, I still want more government cheese, man. Still need that government cheese. You do want that government cheese, though. <laughs> yeah, fiscal conservative is is uh, physical. Uh, fiscal conservatism in me has absolutely died. Yeah, yeah, just See, uh, it hasn't really died. You just don't care anymore. Yeah, I just don't care. Ring it out for all it's worth. Take every mm-hmm. dime. Yeah, get what you get. What you that's get. right. Get while the getting's good. Yeah, get while the getting is good. That's true. Now, and, and along with getting uh, while the getting's good, one thing, and I want to get your thoughts on this. One thing that Biden is proposing is uh, basically forgiving student debt. And I think his number was $10,000 for, like, everybody. Forgive everyone who has student debt, forgive the first $10,000. Was that the number? $50,000. Was it? No. No way. I I could be wrong. Maybe I'm off on those numbers. No, I think you're right. All right, pay off $10,000 in private, non-federal student loans for economically distressed borrowers. Wait, 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 wait. Private, non-federal student loans? I didn't think there was any such thing anymore. I thought all student loans now are federal, or federally guaranteed. Yeah, so this is what it says. So Biden repeated his support for a provision passed as part of the HEROES Act, which the Democrat-controlled House updated on October 1st. The provision calls for the federal government to pay off up to $10,000 in private, non-federal student loans for economically distressed borrowers. <laughs> now, why wouldn't you pay off the federal uh, loans as well? You know, why would you stop at the private non-federal are, are they just know. are they just forgiving those or what? Well, I think no, no. There's a separate thing. So, so Elizabeth Warren's calling for the next president to cancel fifty thousand dollars in outstanding federal student loans per borrower. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, I, I like that as well. You know, I, I like both those things. I think they should do all that. You know, I mean, I guess at, at, this, at, point, like, at this point, what's the matter? You know, I, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, at, let's say you went you. We went to, you went to college yourself. You paid for it yourself. Are they just going to give you $50,000 then? Because the guy that was irresponsible is now going to get $50,000 basically knocked off yeah, his bill. That is a damn shame because that is going to uh, punish the people who did it the right way. 
But there's also another truth to the situation is that for decades, they've been just artificially inflating the cost of college because of government intervention so that college has become so unaffordable that people have to go into extreme debt to do it. Now, I always thought that the people who went into extreme debt to go to college uh, weren't making a, a wise choice. Um, but the one thing I do know, and I know this from a lot of people that I know personally, is that student loan debt is crushing people, you know, and they got into it under false pretenses. You know, they were promised, they were, they, they were told from the time they were in, you know, seventh grade that this was the way that you have to succeed in America. You have to go to college, you have to, you know, get a college uh, education, otherwise you'll never have a good job. So in their mind, it was they had to incur the debt because it was the only way to have any chance at prosperity. You know, no, and, and, I, and, and there's a lot of jobs that require a four year degree in order to, for you to get it. That is true. You know, and I got to admit, if I were starting out today the way I started out 30 years ago, um, I wouldn't be able to get a job in my field. I would not be able to be a tech guy because I have, you know, I, literally I have a, a 10th grade education. I have a GED and, and no college whatsoever. Um, yeah. So for me to be a, a, you know, network engineer, a systems administrator, that just would never happen. You know, well, you couldn't now today go work for a company. No, no, exactly. They wouldn't hire you. Yeah. I mean, hold on, based off of your experience, you might be able to get well, hired. Today I could, yeah, because I've, I have so much experience. I can just prove that, you know, <laughs> don't yeah, worry. You know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but if, if I were starting out, though. yeah, if I were starting out today, uh, it would be ex exceptionally challenging to do. You know? Oh, yeah. No, so, absolutely would be. And that's just because of the, uh, you know, really the mindset has changed so much over that time period that, that you have to have that college degree, that you're useless without it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. and I'm fortunate, you know, both my kids were able to get a college degree without uh, having to incur much debt at all. So, you know, very, very little. So, but even for them, I mean, you know, that would pay off what little bit they have, the, the 10 grand. So, you know, that'd be a good thing. But I know people who literally ended up, uh, you know, I know twenty-something kids out there that still have uh, sixty, eighty thousand dollars in debt from college. Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you start off like that? So I do think it's a good thing, and I think, you know, look, if if the Fed is going to pump one point two trillion dollars, uh, you know, per month, or eight hundred between eight hundred billion and one point two trillion dollars per month into the banks, what the hell? You might as well give some to college kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, no, no, no. And, I, and, you know, that really does come down to the problem that we've talked about many different times is that if you ask what our opinion was and what would solve the actual problem is that this isn't solving the problem. This is simply a Band-Aid on a bigger problem of the schools costing so much money. But the reason they cost so much money is because the government is involved to begin with. Right. These loans are part of the reason why college costs so much money. That's It's so totally the reason. That? Well, so you, how do you fix that? You fix it by getting government out of the student loan business. Exactly. And, and you, you make it so that, uh, you know, if, if someone does need to get a loan for school, they have to go through the private sector without any guarantees. And what would happen is the private sector would say, well, that's not really a good risk. So I'm going to not give you that money. And eventually the colleges are going to have to say, well, supply and demand. All of a sudden the demand is so low because our price is too high. We're going to have to reduce the price if we want to have students at this college. And that's what would happen if you need to. And again, this is true across the board. You need to allow market forces to work and you need to get government out of the way. Government has created this problem without question, especially now in the 21st century. I mean, when, uh, you know, 100 years ago when there weren't that many colleges and, you know, there were uh, far um, fewer people that had any, any intention of going to college because you only needed it for, you know, certain very high level jobs. Most people were fine with a high school diploma and they didn't have any problem with it, could make a good living on that. Um, also, there were a lot less colleges around uh, and it, there was no internet. So now you have a whole lot of other ways to get that education without incurring major costs. But the reason that it's still artificially inflated, even though based on supply and demand, college should be cheap these days, is because of government involvement, government-backed loans, government-guaranteed loans, uh, you know, government doing the financing. And that's a problem. And so it's, it's, it's funny, like uh, part, part of the reset is perhaps forgiving these loans, but they're just going to reincur the problem because they're still the government is still involved in it. The other half of the solution would be to get government completely out of it and, you know, just go through the the pain of a few years of the market readjusting itself. 
you know, and that's what would have to happen. Well, and especially with online stuff is that I think you're seeing the death throes of the the student loan problem. But I did want to bring something up, though, is that on Uber. And again, this isn't an advertisement for Uber Eats per se, but I just wanted to show as an example of how cheap it could be to go to college. If you are a gold status on Uber Eats, which is, you know, you do a couple deliveries, you do two deliveries a day or whatever, you don't end up being gold status. You can have 100% of your tuition covered at ASU online, which I think is like Arizona State University or something like that. Right. Like that's covered online. Area Arizona State University. Like, like. So wait so a second. So just by giving away for free, then why is everybody having to spend so much money? It, so if you maintain your Uber Gold status, you can go to college for free. Yeah. And you can you can basically get Uber Gold status by doing two hours a day, five days a week. I. I I'm trying to think of exactly how yeah, you wouldn't have to do much. You yeah. would not have to do much. Maybe 20 hours a week worth of work. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe 20 hours. Yeah. See, there you go. And it's, it's ironic because 30 or 40 years ago, you could have a single part-time job and make enough to pay your way through college. I mean, uh-huh. you'd be living lean. You wouldn't be living exorbitant, but that was enough back in the day. And and here's Uber, you know, completely private sector solution. One of the companies that is probably as private sector as you can go. You know what I'm saying? As entrepreneurial, as gig employment as you can go, basically recreating that same scenario. So when the private sector does it, usually they come up with solutions that are far better than what government can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because problems are going to exist. That's just the way it is. Right. Right. But there's also so people, but whenever there's a problem, there's going to be somebody that wants to come up with a solution because you can make money off the solution. Right. Right. Now, I wonder, uh, you know, how they're making money off that or how ASU is doing it or if this is just a program they're doing to entice people to work a little harder. You know, it, guarantee, it guarantees a couple. It guarantees that kids are using the app right. in order to deliver food at least a little bit, and they will continue to do it for four years. Exactly. So that they're able to sell that feature because, and again, because of the way they do it, like, again, not to go down the road with Uber, but like for dinner time traffic, like six to nine, they give you six points per trip. And okay. you got to get to 100 points in order to get the gold status. Okay. 100. So they're going to have people that will go out and do that at that time frame. That's how they make money doing it. And then the kid gets an education at the same time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. You know, good free market solution. So, um, yeah, and, you know, not to not to switch gears here, but I did want to talk about, and we kind of did, didn't really go into this with COVID, but, um, you know, because we're dealing with the COVID right now, as you can hear, and as we talked about before. Um, but it's interesting how um, California is uh, going back on total lockdown because they have so many cases, yet the brass in California doesn't seem to uh, follow their own guidelines. Oh, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, what? can you? Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. This is this is like, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi going to the hairdresser. This, In fact, this is even worse. I mean, because how many, how many things is he violating right there? This is way worse than that. Okay, so what what happened was is that Gavin Newsom went to like a birthday dinner of some lobbyists. Now these are lobbyists for like the California Medical Association. <laughs> right. Like these are the people that if there was any group of lobbyists that if this was a serious problem that they were really that concerned about, then they would not do what they did. They all got together in a okay, it was a closed door event inside it wasn't really outside it was inside it was in a restaurant yeah i mean it, it was in a it was a, it's weird to when you see the pictures it's weird to explain it's a building that's its own building right just one big room but it was all closed at the same time and so he's there having dinner expensive dinner which hey look if the guy wants to have dinner that's great and in all reality there isn't really anything wrong with what gavin newsom is doing per se the problem is, is that when you listen to the rhetoric of Gavin Newsom and the rhetoric of these people from the Medical Association, they should have never done this because this violates all the shit that they're trying to get people exactly. to not do. Exactly. So here is the governor of California and a the, the top, uh, let's see, the, the one guy was uh, the top lobbyist for the California Medical Association. Uh, the... One of the other guys there, that's whose birthday it was. Uh, one of the other guys there is the CEO of the California Medical Association. And, uh, you know, a whole bunch of other related politicos and medical types. 
And here they are sitting like right next to each other around a table, leaning in, toasting drinks. And somebody at a nearby table snapped a shot of it. You know, so they, none of them were wearing masks. None of them were social distancing um, in a state where they're telling you you shouldn't be going to restaurants and that indoor dining at that time was banned, which this was indoor dining. It absolutely was not outside, you know, um, and you can see from the photo of it. So it's just these these damn hypocrites, man. I don't understand, you know, how somebody can be such an asshole that they're like, Look, I'm making all these horrible rules that are going to restrict your freedom and really upend your life, but I'm not going to follow them. But I expect you to follow them, but I'm not going to follow them because eh, really it's it's stupid. But I'm still going to make you follow them, and I'm going to come there and fine you and maybe even put you in jail if you don't follow these rules that I'm making. But I, I think they're stupid, so I'm just going to ignore them. I mean, how much of an asshole do you have to be for that? What is the point of that? Why do people do that? It doesn't even make any sense to me. Yeah, you know, are they just that type? Are, are they just such sadists that that's their thing? I, I don't know. Are they making money on it? Yeah, you know, obviously, if they're sitting around with the the you know the, all the lobbyists from the medical association, you know, are we a joke to them? You know, this is in my mind a lot of the reason that so many people are like ready to riot is stuff like this. You know, I mean that's not all of it, but it's just the. The whole mentality of the entitled in this country, you know what I'm saying? The whole mentality of the rulers in this country, they're, they're just, it's disgusting to me that they do stuff like this. Now, if they were, if they were all completely paranoid and locking themselves in their house, then at least you would say, okay, they're total wrong. They're totally wrong. They're totally idiots, but at least they believe what they're saying. They don't believe what they're telling us. They don't believe what they're forcing us to do. And that's what makes it so infuriating. Well, because it really comes down to it's they really do view it as you have the the, the lonely people, the serfs, the plebes, the deplorables, whatever you want to call it, is that they're, these people are better than all of those other people. So the rules don't apply to them. They apply to everybody else and that they're like the parents and that they get to make these rules for everybody else. And that's why they get so upset if anybody tries to challenge what they're actually doing, because they do think at the end of the day that they're better than everybody else. And that they, these rules just don't apply to them. It's obvious when you look at the pictures of Gavin Newsom, he does not think the rules apply to him. He does not feel any danger of this disease whatsoever. And because of that, he can just do whatever the fuck he wants to look in all reality. He should have to resign from his position for what he did, considering what he's made the citizens of California do for most of this time. Look, California has been locked down most of the time that that this that this pandemic has been going on. Well, they just and closed so, restaurants again. Yeah, yeah. And yet, and yet, though, it still makes it way. It makes it this virus still makes its way through the population. So if you see you see spikes all over the country right now, so. In states that have lockdowns, there's spikes. In states that don't have lockdowns, there's spikes. There's spikes everywhere. And it's just the way it is. But the thing about it is this, is that if there's spikes in places that have had lockdowns and spikes in places that haven't had lockdowns, then there's one thing that's true. I mean, follow the statistics. Follow the science on this. If you follow the science, lockdowns don't fucking work. And that's the fucking science. So you just have to protect those people that are the vulnerable and let everybody else live their fucking lives. Well, they, they might actually work if the politicians followed them. <laughs> you know, all I keep hearing about is politicians getting it. You know, uh, Donald Trump Jr. has it now. Rick Scott has it now. Gavin Newsom's out there like a super spreader, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, for all of I probably have it right now. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's you know, look. And I'm not going to name any names, but I was talking to uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was talking to a young lady I know in the medical field, works in a hospital, not going to say any more than that. And she's like, God, I, well, she's, she actually had it once and she's in her 20s, so it's not a big deal. Um, so she had it once in April, I think she said, 
and like it was no big deal. And she's like, yeah, I'm really trying. I'm trying to get it again because every time you get it in the medical profession, they give you two weeks off with pay. <laughs> it's like, and and I, I talked to somebody else in the medical field that was like the same way. Yeah, it's like, I don't care if I get it. I get two weeks off with pay. That's awesome. And so that's what they're doing. I mean, and that's how ridiculous it is, is that people in the medical field are like, you know, they're like, yeah, I hope I do get it because it's, it's time off, you know, paid time off that's how insignificant that's how how non-deadly this is for anyone who's remotely healthy is that healthcare workers are looking forward to getting it so they can take a break and get paid I, I, look, I, don't, look don't get me wrong there are people like like this this COVID-19 thing does cause a strain on the hospitals I'm not going to say that it doesn't because it does cause a strain on the hospitals when you have that many it's it'd be the same thing as if a bunch of people got the flu and had to go to the hospital for the flu so because you're going to have a bunch of people in medical need going to these facilities, you are going to you can overwhelm the system itself. I'm not saying that's not possible, but let's be real as to like exactly how many people are going to die, exactly how many people get sick. And if I think if they just talk to people like intelligently and gave them the information, then you would have people that would do things in order to minimize their exposure people naturally were doing that anyway we have all the statistics and data back all this up is that people were already sheltering in place before they had national lot or before the you know before they had lockdowns in places because people wanted to avoid getting sick and I, that'll still happen especially for those people that are very vulnerable but there's also going to be a bunch of people that aren't going to do that and you know what they don't have to and they shouldn't have to Right, right. And, you know, the, the death tolls, uh, the weekly death tolls are still uh, pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, if you base it off of how many people normally die in a week, it is low. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps dropping. The numbers keep dropping. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're down around, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out here what from the CDC numbers are pretty convoluted. Uh, all deaths involving COVID-19. Yeah, so we're we're around you know four thousand deaths a week, five thousand deaths a week, which is you know a thousand a day, and in in a country of three hundred and twenty seven million people, a thousand people a day dying is is inconsequential. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and it, it, that's what it, not even a thousand a day. I mean, like eight hundred a day. And the vast, vast, vast majority of those are people who are extremely elderly and extremely ill already. Um, you know, so I, I just don't understand. Again, we've been saying this for months now, months and months and months. And it just makes no sense to me that we're still doing this shit. But it's obvious there is a disconnect. Um, you know, because, uh, it's obvious that the people now who are like the most aggressive with the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the, we're going to destroy your business type of thing are the ones that seem to be the least concerned in their own personal life. You know, like yeah. the Gavin Newsom's, the, you know, Nancy Pelosi's, you know, that those are the people that don't actually seem to believe the shit they're peddling. Yeah. And, and it's infuriating. I want to put up some statistics real quick. So okay. this is from the World Health Economic Forum or whatever, right? So the average numbers of deaths globally from COVID-19 from December 31st to May 15th is 2,205 deaths per day. From March to May, it was 4,517. And from April till August, it was 7,504. That's okay. what they're saying globally deaths per day. Right. There's 48,742 people that die from cardiovascular disease every day. Right. Globally. Right. 26,000 from cancer, 10,000 from respiratory disease, 7,000 from lower respiratory infections, 6,800 from dementia, for Pete's sake, from digestive disease, 6,500, from diarrhea diseases, 4,300. To just put it in perspective as to how many people are dying. Right. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it just makes no sense. And I still, and I've wondered this for a long time now, is this some grand scheme or is it just, you know, um, fear or is this just, you know, politicians taking advantage of the situation to see if they can 
Hey, you yeah. know, who knows? Let's see well, how much power we can grab. And total deaths in America on an average daily is 7,564. Right. Right. And uh, so basically out of that 7,000, roughly, according to the latest stats, uh, a little under 700 of those are COVID. But but what we learned from the CDC is that 96 percent of all COVID's death have at least one comorbidity. So yeah. they had at least one other immediate cause of death. So in reality, in reality, there's probably only a dozen deaths a day that are actually exclusively from COVID. Now, yeah. if you... COVID's helping, though. If, COVID's helping. COVID is accelerating the death of some of these people. It, it could be. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But if you were to just look at the data and say the people who are dying exclusively from COVID, it's probably less than the number of people per day who jump off tall things committing suicide. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, that's kind of the, the perspective you're in. People who jump off buildings and bridges, you know, yeah. uh, that, right. It, it, and again, it just makes no sense. And here we are talking across Skype uh, because, you know, the of this dumbass disease, because we don't want, uh, well, you don't want, for example, your uh, economic life ruined over it. You don't want to have to take two weeks off work and, you know, jeopardize all that. Yeah, um, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Yeah, and we're already stuck. I mean, you know, because we've been exposed. So, you know, yeah. uh, Dawn's probably going to have to do that with work. She's already had to cancel like five days worth of business, and depending on the the test results, she may have to cancel a lot more. Yeah, yeah, and it's well, look, it's just stupid. But here's the thing, and this is where my frustration comes into play, is that guys like Gavin Newsom who are touting to everybody that if you don't take this seriously, then you're evil or something like that. Right. He's not taking it seriously, obviously, in his own private business and what he's doing in his own personal stuff. He's not taking it seriously. Right. And he's the first motherfucker to go on TV to try to tell people that they're somehow evil if they do exactly what he did and they got a picture of him doing Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. I mean, if he were to catch someone doing that, for example, exactly what he did, sitting around a table with chairs pushed in and, and they, they were tight around that table, too. It wasn't like yeah. they were distanced around that table. They were all pushed in tight like they had to add another chair or two to the table. Yeah. Um, you know, if if he were to, you know, he would be out there saying that, you know, anyone doing that is it putting everybody's lives at risk. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to oh, kill people. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's so infuriating, man. And and how do people still listen to this stuff? You know, how well, do people they're not though? But here's the thing. Some people are. I'm not saying that nobody is. Some people are listening to it. But a lot of people have tuned it out. If you go to places, for the most part, people are acting normal now. I mean, not right. normal, but well, no, not they're quite. acting a lot a lot more normal now than they were before. And you know, you you very rarely have I, look, I've never had anyone come up to me in a place in a business place and say anything to me if i wasn't wearing a mask like, yeah. and don't get me wrong look in some places like if i got to go to walmart i'll wear the bandana right now, the bandana doesn't do anything but it does it does comply with the regulation that target is right. starting to, the walmart's asking you to comply with right yeah. and if i'm asked i'll do it but i don't i don't really ever get asked i, I got asked at the newport ritchie rec center one time Right, right. I got asked there. Well, I got asked one time. Now that I know that I have been potentially exposed to it, I have uh, been much more diligent about the mask, much more diligent about social distancing. Because, you know, if, if I do have it, I don't want to be the guy that spreads it and potentially gives it to someone who is actually compromised. I don't want to be that guy. So I am, you know, quarantining as much as I can, can quarantine. I am wearing a mask anytime I'm out in public. I am maintaining, you know, rigorous social distancing. Um, but like I said, I was talking to, you know, going to the medical people and, uh, you know, one of the folks came by my house and, uh, uh, you know, she, that's, that's what I was saying. She doesn't care. She's hoping to get it, you know? And that's what I said to her. I said, you know, we, we you know, before you come in, stay back, we've been, you know, compromised and blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Come on in. <laughs> so it, it is funny how some people react to it, but yeah, so I, I am doing that now that, uh, and that's why you're, you know, sitting on the other side of a computer screen from me. But uh, yeah, so so frustrating that the uh, government doesn't follow their own guidelines. Yeah. 
Fuck well, those the people. people that are making the rules won't abide by the rule. It's like it's like that Lori Lightfoot chick in freaking Chicago, where well, I have to get a haircut because you know I'm going to be on TV. Right. Are you telling me that you having to have good hair to be on TV is more important than your life? Because right. you're making it sound like somehow you're going to die if you do this the wrong way. Like it's the hypocrisy that. Well, and it's more important than everyone else's the- livelihood too. You know, that's that's what she's telling you. My hair being on TV is more important than your life and your livelihood. Well, she knows it's not really your life, but your livelihood for sure. Well, if you listen to these people and what they say, like especially like, you know, people like Nancy Pelosi and all these people that go out there and talk all this shit all the time are just talking shit because they don't if, if they if they believed it, then they wouldn't be caught doing the things that they're doing. Right, right. You know, and for people that want to defend it, it's like. Are you kidding me? These people making the laws ain't gonna ain't gonna do the same thing, right? Do you think that somehow they should be allowed to do that, but you shouldn't? Look, don't get me wrong. There are some people in this world that love their chains. They love the chains that they put on themselves, and they want to make sure that those chains are on everybody. Because I don't know why that is. That is. I, like I don't know what I don't know what causes someone to volunteer to be a surf. Like I don't understand it per se. I don't understand what makes somebody want to defend these arrogant sons of bitches that are up there making rules on everybody. Like it, it makes them feel important or something like that, but they're not important. Those other people aren't important. And whatever you're, whatever you're trying to create there is a bunch of lies because you can see that they're not following their own fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get that either there. And you, you, what you describe is very true. There are a lot of people out there that are like, you know, tell me what to do, daddy. You know, give me, give me more rules and, and give everyone the rules. Yeah. I, I, I don't get that. I, I don't get that at all. And, and like you said, they will even defend the rulers when the rulers don't follow the rules. Like yeah. it's okay for them, you know, for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I, I, I just, that makes zero sense to me. It's, I, I don't understand what world those people live in. It's not Munchausen syndrome. It's um, what do they call that? What do they call that? Uh, Stockholm. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that have Stockholm syndrome in this country, and they love it. I mean, they fucking love it. They love it to death. They just eat that shit up with a fucking spoon. Just tell me what to do. Just keep telling me what to do. Oh my god, I just can't. I can't. God forbid, I have to make a decision myself. And honestly, that's what kind of feeds some of these politicians. By the way, look, and don't get me wrong. We get the government we deserve, by the way, and we deserve every bit of this. I've listened to what constituents have said to politicians, and after hearing those things, I can tell you some of the reasons that they make the decisions that they make are because of the conversations they've had with stupid idiots yeah, that yeah. have gone to government to try to get something. Yeah, I can certainly see that because there are some people that are just, uh, you know— and they don't they somehow must think that, you know, somehow by winning an election, that person automatically becomes superior to them in some such a way, because some of the things they ask for, I would never, ever, ever think that somebody else can can run that part of my life better than I can. You know, but there's people right? out there that, you know, not only do they want that part of their life run, they get angry at the people who don't yeah. you know, who just say, no, don't worry, I'll run that myself. I, I, I don't need your help on that. No, 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 no. You have to. You know, I, I, it makes no sense to me. I, I just. Makes th- no sense at all, does it? Makes no sense at all. The, Not even a little bit. The older I get, the less and less makes sense. The, the, the more I realize I don't really get the world. <laughs> I do not understand it. I do not understand what people's motivations are. I do not understand um, what the true nature of politics is anymore. <laughs> I, do, I just do not get it. It makes no sense. There's just, you know, not, especially in the reality we're in right now. It, it's like there's there's no rhyme or reason to it. And, and I, I've come to realize there's no grand plan either. It's just a bunch of really stupid people doing really stupid things for really self-serving reasons without a point. You know, I, I, that's really, it's the culmination of that. that. That seems to be what reality is these days. When I first got involved in politics, I really did think that my opinion on things, that the, that the libertarian live and let live position was the majority position in this country. I no longer have that illusion anymore. That has been completely popped out of my head. I realize that what I am talking about is only accepted by a minority of the population. 
and that's just the way it's going to be because everybody else wants their gum and cheese. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's even true anymore. I mean, this election, how many people total, total voted in this election? Biggest election of all time. How many Americans voted in it? 160 million, I guess, or about 160 million. Okay, so half. Yeah, but you got to remember that other half, though. Like, there's a whole bunch of people in that mix that didn't, vote, that couldn't vote. Okay, so you take out the felons and you take out everyone 18. Well, and the kid, yeah, and the kids. Okay, and, that's what I'm saying. So everyone under 18 and every felon. Okay. I think we're probably at the. We might have been at like 80 percent range, 70 to 80 percent. I think of registered voters, but we're yeah, only at 50 percent of Americans, and probably we're probably at like 65 percent of eligible Americans. Okay, would you agree with that? Like if you take out the kids, you take out the felons, you pe- take out the people who cannot vote, okay, for whatever reason, they're either too young or, you know, they just don't have, they're not U.S. citizens, whatever, they can't vote, right? There's a third of the population that just wants nothing to do with it. So I think you may, it's not a majority of the people, but I think there's a significant number of people in America that probably feel like we do and are just like, there's no point to any of it. I'm just going to live my life and ignore it as best I can. You know, because there's a, you know, a given the numbers on this largest election turnout of all time, still uh, uh, over a third of America who was eligible to vote said, I don't want anything to do with it. That's true. No, you know, you're right. So, 33% didn't vote. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 and again, I'm just doing kind of the numbers in my head, but I would say, yeah, it's, it's a little over a third of America said, no, I want nothing to do with it, uh, well, myself the, included. So the I project the projected turnout for 2020 was 66.8%. Oh, okay. Of of all eligible voters. As a share of the voting eligible population. There you go. So it's exactly, we're right at a third. 66.8 is literally, you know, as close to a third as you can statistically get. So one third of the population. Yeah. One third of the population is just like, no, you know, want nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. So I think that you're not necessarily far off, um, but I do find it astounding that, I I keep hoping that it goes to the other way. I want to see an America where 90% of the the population wants nothing to do with government. And eventually we'll get to the point where, you know, government will just go hide in its corner and be inconsequential to our lives. You know, that's, that's my objective and whatever, you know, whatever can happen to, to make that uh, advance is I think is a good thing. Um, but it looks like we're going the other direction. I, it looks like you're right. It looks like more and more people want their chains, you know, and they're sure as shit getting them these days. You know, well, here's the thing, though. I look, I think that this was an anomaly. I think this election was an anomaly. So you have to wait to see what happens in the next election before you can make that determination for sure. And and part of it is Trump's fault. Like, look, well, hang on a second. Trump- we need to see what, what the outcome of this election is, because for all we know, we could still end up, I don't know, World War Three, a coup. Uh, who knows what can happen? Riots in the street. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping it's much more chaotic. But so, so I don't know that we necessarily need to look as far as four years down the road. We may just need to look down the road to January, see what happens then. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's a good point. I guess yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what the outcome of that is. But you know, what's the next step? Is do you know what the date that the electors uh, get certified is? No, I don't know. It's not, it's like, I think it's December, I, December 20th, something. I want to say, or 10th or it's somewhere in the middle of December. If I recall, um, is when the actual electors cast their electoral college ballots. And that is when the, you know, uh, it's official at that point. So it's, it is going to be interesting to see what, uh, you know, what, what the Trump administration has to say at that point, because at that point there's just no, yeah, there, there's no lying to yourself anymore. There's no Rudy Giuliani uh, left to, uh, you know, bluster and uh, about, uh, you know, fraud without any evidence anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I really, though, this is just getting pathetic at this point. It really is. It really is pathetic. And it really does make everybody just look just sh- totally shitty. Like Giuliani looks shitty. Trump looks shitty. Like everybody's and, and everybody at this point is kind of abandoning this thing. I mean, don't get wrong. The, the hardcores are still thinking that. Somehow he's going to pull this thing out and win this election, but I mean, it's just not possible. I, I wonder. I, I wonder if any it. of them see realize how insane they seem at this point. 
You know no, what I'm saying? I don't think, I don't think they, they think do. the rest of us are crazy and that we're all falling in with the swamp. Well, they either think the rest of us are crazy or the rest of us are stupid and they're going to be able to bullshit us, which uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem to be working either. But uh, anyway, uh, we're uh, coming up to the end here. Uh, let me click the outro there. We got the outro rolling, but you probably can't really hear it there. No, um, I can't. Yeah, it's because because uh, of the uh, modern technology ha- we have. But uh, if you'd like to hear more, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs>